0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Saturday, November 4th. And on today's show, we are breaking down the Week 9 DFS board. It is the classic Saturday show that we've been running back every single week now where we are going to go through the entire DFS board. We are going to discuss spend-up options at each position. We're going to go through some mid-tier values. And then we're going to scrap at the bottom of the barrel Find some guys who are going to be, you know, benefiting from injuries and have increased opportunities and give you guys a chance to make the million dollars and bring home the big bucks. Joining me as he does every Saturday on the pod is the DFS GOAT himself. <laughs> it is Mike LaFemina at MLefem10 on Twitter. How are you doing, bud? Welcome back. Nice to see your beautiful face. Nice to see your head. In a nice hat. It's hat day here Mm -hmm. on the pod for anyone watching the video version. Me and Mike both rocking our beige hats as we take down this week 9 DFS slate. My guy, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Doing well. Excited for a gross slate. I think it opens up a lot of opportunity to get creative and ready to discuss it.
0: Before we get into it, let me remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this to, to follow me on Twitter and x.com at Fiddles Picks. Also follow Mike at M 10 I will make sure he is tagged and everything. Sign up for my Substack fiddlespicks.substack.com. And make sure you are checking out all of our other content. We had a week nine gambling board breakdown. We had a nice NBA pod done recently. Coming next week, we're going to have a bonus NFL episode where I have a very special guest. I think Mike is even gonna enjoy this episode as a listener, mm-hmm. where we're gonna be talking about nothing uh gambling related, but just doing a little mid season awards and uh second half preview, because we are nine week we're about to get through our ninth week of an 18 week season. So we're gonna quickly check in and hit some storylines later this week. So make sure you're tuned in for all of that good content. But as we transition and start this pod on the DFS space today, Mike. The first place that we always begin is spend up quarterbacks. But for me, it's like that's where it immediately starts to get weird here. We have (laughs) Lamar Jackson as the highest price spend up on the slate. I think he's deserving of it after what he's been through. We also know Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are not going to be on this slate. So it's a little bit of a wonky one. And then Jalen Hurts, the guy who comes in second price, is playing against the vaunted and terrifying Dallas defense. So I want to get your opinion on how scared we are. Hurts, what we're thinking about, Lamar Jackson. But then the the quarterbacks goes, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford is also right there with Dak Prescott. A lot of injuries at the top, a lot of quarterbacks who aren't on the slate who we typically go to. So I think you threw out a stat that there was like, how many quarterbacks price under 6,000? What's your just general assumption as you approaching this really weird week nine quarterback market?
1: Yeah, so there are 14 quarterbacks priced under $6,000. Five of them are under $5,000. It's, I don't ever remember seeing anything like this. Um, just a perfect storm of, High-end guys being not available on the main slate and a slew of injuries at the quarterback position is just leading to Jaron Hall, Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, Tyson Badgen, Taylor Heineke. It's just, it's ugly in the streets right now for a quarterback. I should bleep those out. <laughs> Taylor please, please. It's it's almost worse than cursing with, with saying those. Um, so I think generally the field is going to be terrified of going down that far, and I get it. I'm not doing it in cash game scenarios, but if you want to get a little frisky and just say plug in like Mac Jones, right? As gross as that is to say out loud, going against that Washington defense that just gave up sweat and chase young. Um, could we've seen Mac Jones do okay in some games this year? Like he had his best game of his career against the bills a few weeks ago or um, what's the bills. Yeah. Um, and then and you just stack co- them
0: with that, the Mario Douglas pop Douglas, it's is a, a really cheap
1: stack. That's a nice little tournament play. Exactly, and then you just you fill in studs around it. Like it, you, you just need like fifteen to twenty DraftKings points. Nothing you I don't mean. have to go super crazy. Um, so for me, up top, Eileen hurts over Lamar. Just safe. Uh, like we we had the same exact chat last week, right? Um, I think he provides just a smidgen of a better floor. We saw. We saw Lamar's floor last week, right, uh, against Arizona, of all people. Um, Hertz has been dealing, even with the knee brace, even against the Cowboys. It's the highest total on the main slate. I believe it's at 47 right now. So Vegas thinks there's going to be points in this game. I tend to agree. And... When we get near the goal line, I say this every week, we know what the Eagles are going to do. They fumbled last week, but it's going to be Hurts doing the tush-push. We've seen Baltimore not necessarily implement that strategy. Gus Edwards, I believe, had three rushing touchdowns last week. So mm-hmm. there is a cap on the rushing upside for Lamar, unless he just like breaks an 80-yarder, which he's more capable of than Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts' is rushing is more consistent, He does have better targets in the passing game, so it's Hurts for me over Jackson if you're going to do a spend-up.
0: I agree Hurts over Jackson. I'm also seeing in the optimizers, I say this often, I check five different optimizer lineups. Every single one of them has Jalen Hurts as their cash Mm -hmm. game quarterback, so I think that Mm -hmm. speaks volumes and loudly. If you're playing into a cash game, you just prefer to play into that chalk. There's no reason to spend more and deviate to an option with a lower floor. You talk about the floor. Jalen hurts is over 20 fantasy points in every single game, except for week Mm -hmm. one, which was against the new England defense in new England, where it was windy that day. And that defense was completely healthy at the time. So a much different scenario when we're looking back now, a full two months ago, uh, if, is it definitely Mac Jones for you if you're going to get cheap? Are there any other sneaky options that you like? <laughs> Is it Derek Carr playing in the Superdome against the Bears? Is it potentially just the other side of that game with Sam Howell because the mm-hmm. the he throws like a shitload? Is it mm-hmm. bringing back the Deshaun Watson because he's going to run a little bit or Daniel Jones because they're returning from injury and maybe are a little bit more mobile? Are any of those names also sticking out to you?
1: out of those names it's Sam Howell for me, they've half his games this year. They've at least attempted 40 pass attempts. Um, They just yuck the ball all over the yard. Uh, I, you know, new England's defense isn't the best matchup, but it's not, you know, something that I'm fading necessarily. Like it's, it's fine. Um, And, we saw some improvement out of Howell getting the ball out a little quicker last week. was only sacked once against the superior defensive line of the um, Philadelphia Eagles. Like, no thank you on Deshaun Watson. No thank you. Like, Carr, could, you know, you could talk me into that. But I just think Howell, it, I know he's going to take some shots down the field too. Like, Derek Carr. He's only going to get there if Kamara or like Olave break one close to the line of scrimmage. He's just—he's he, like, also getting to <laughs> by Taysom Hill. Exactly. He's just like Howell has, you know, rushes it four to five times a game. Not yep. that he's doing much with it, but it's something at least. Uh, yep. So it's Howell for for me.
0: Okay. What about last one on the quarterbacks, and then we'll go over. And this is going to be gross.
1: Yeah.
0: What would, your, gross, man. <laughs> what would your reaction be if I told you Jaron Hall, the man starting for the Minnesota Vikings this week, had a faster 40 time than Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. Do you see any upside in a rushing quarterback out of Jaron
1: Hall? You could do worse, as silly as that sounds on this sleep, <laughs> But um look, like, you're gonna have to get uncomfortable in tournaments this week it's not something i'm really looking at but right he's got weapons he's got addison he's got tj hawkinson uh fairly decent offensive line so with some rushing capability now he could come out and be absolutely awful and we could see josh dobbs by the fourth quarter right he yep. or he could be halfway decent that's you could say that about 10 of these guys. So you really you really just gotta, you know, trick your the, flavor with the, and just yeah, go with the with backup it, presence of
0: Dobbs, you have to be a little bit more concerned. But I was just thinking, like, if we're just aiming for 15 fantasy points out of him, could mm-hmm. he just break one run? Could he throw one bomb mm-hmm. and then he ends up getting there? I mean, the yeah. the price tag is so cheap, but so are some of those other guys that we talked about. Like Mac Jones is only a hundred dollars more expensive. So I think that becomes the clear and obvious choice. All right, let's go over to running back position. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, Super mm-hmm. Kamario, comes up on top of the board. It's been the volume. Me and you have been riding the Kamara man, I think, literally every single week that he's been yeah. active. Maybe there's been one week off for me and you playing him. But he's been a staple in our lineups early or early towards the middle of the season because he was not active early season. Right. <laughs> um, he becomes the highest priced guy on the slate. I'd like to get your reaction on is Kamara fi- still worth that massive payup. Then you get other guys like Saquon becomes really intriguing in a game where Daniel Jones is going to be back in a game where they're playing against the Raiders, where a lot of sharps are taking that over. They get a little mm-hmm. new quarterback, uh new coach sent in, in, in Vegas, new quarterback sent in New York that could lead to some, boosted offense and Saquon could always break a big play. So to get Saquon under $8,000 in a plus matchup feels very nice. I'm looking at the other ones. Tony Pollard is just way too cheap again, but it's just a tough matchup where I don't know if I could do it. DeAndre Swift simply on the other side of that matchup. Uh, And then the last one I'll say for the, the, where I think the teardrop is, is Jonathan Taylor. And if he gets the amount of workload that, you know, 18 carries two weeks ago, he only had 12 last week, but they were in a in a losing game script is if he finally takes over the bulk of the work from Zach Moss, then that's another beautiful, beautiful situation going against his former revenge coach in Frank Wright. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I, I am paying up for Kamara this this week. He's the cover boy of my DFS delivery article I'm, we don't need to rehash the volume stats on him. It's an insane workload going against the Bears in the Superdome. Um, normally, Kamara 8100 would make me feel a little bit uneasy, but you click through the rest of the slate, and there's just there's just not a lot to spend your money on this week. Um, so. Dipping into the wide receivers a little bit, right? The AJ Brown and like CD Lamb are above 8K, so it's Cooper Cup, but I'm not really touching that this week. So between you're probably jamming in two of Jalen Hurts, Kamara, AJ Brown, and CD Lamb, whatever four you two you want to pick out of those four. I think Kamara is the safest option out of all those. So for cash games, he's definitely an easy click for me. He's going to be the most owned is what I'm seeing. Uh, he doesn't necessarily pop up in every optimizer, but I think people will manually adjust for the matchup and the role and get Kamara into their lineup. So just be mindful of that in tournaments, but you can get different. There's plenty of, avenues to get different elsewhere this week. So
0: Kamara for me. I'm also Kamara. I got to be honest now. There is not a cash game lineup that I've started to make that doesn't have Jalen Hurts, Kamara, Mm -hmm. and A.J. Brown on them, all three. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is a week where we're not looking towards any $9,000 price guys. And there's a week where there's more attractive Lower tier options. So I've been able to get all three in my lineup. I think it might be one of those weird weeks where I splash my core four with three massive spend-ups until you guys <laughs> figure out the rest, but plug yeah. in these superstars. Um, if we were gonna start to work down the board, I stopped at Jonathan Taylor for a reason because Aaron Jones obviously just simply unplayable with the workload he's yeah. been getting, but Bijan, yeah. 6,100 seems to, be go- seems to be going the other way and getting the workload back now that he's recovered. It was a headache that really, it was a yeah. headache and a sickness. It was not a philosophy. It wasn't a team strategy thing. It wasn't a lingering injury unless the flu is that, or a headache is that. Um, Bijan at 6,100 is discounted at home in a game against that Jaron Hall potentially disaster combo Josh Dobbs quarterback. In the same vein as Hertz, Kamara, AJ Brown, I have not been able to avoid putting Bijan Robinson in my lineup.
1: Same, it's just
0: if you like, that's
1: how I know I'm doing something right. Bijan's it's it's never a comfortable click in cash games, just with the Tyler Algier, Arthur Smith, no unpredictability factor lingering. But as you mentioned, he like. He's never going to assume the full role. So it's that's just – I'm giving up thinking that that's ever going to happen. But can he be effective with 15 carries and five or six targets? Absolutely. Like, he's electric. And there is the Jaron Hall disaster factor that you mentioned. If Atlanta gets a lead, we know that Arthur Smith is not afraid to run the air out of the ball early and often. So I think this is a great Bijan bounce back spot for a great price in our rain, and he's priced around guys, like other than if you want to get up to 6,400 for Taylor, I get it. But, but Aaron Jones, Gus Edwards, Zach Moss, Deonta Foreman. Gross, just, gross. No thanks.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine if I had told you in the beginning of the year that the the, the running back mid-zone was going to be Jonathan Taylor coming down that bar. Right. And then filled in with Gus Edwards, Zach Moss, <laughs> Deontay Foreman, Kareem Hunt was unsigned at the time, Jerome Ford. And I was going to tell you, these guys were priced ahead of like Ramondre Stevenson. You would have told yeah. me, where could I take the minus 2,000 odds on the other side that you're lying? Yeah. And it's I would have lost, lost a lot of money. <laughs> um, exactly. Exactly. Just... Um, Are there any like injury situations to be aware of for the lower running back positions? Is it I think it's a probably just going back to the well with Ford and Chuba Hubbard? We've mentioned those names a lot on this podcast. Uh Mm -hmm. Ford should be filling in for Chubb and but Kareem Hunt's been getting plenty of work there too. But we'll see if Ford in this matchup can take a lot of the carries. Chuba Hubbard seems to have taken over for Miles Sanders, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's only five thousand dollars. So that becomes a really nice second running back. He's capable of PPR. He's in a nice game script against the Colts. Uh potential for a lot of points scored there and him to do a lot of dump off work, goal line work, red zone work, getting a lot of the opportunity share. Chuba's another guy. It's Kamara, Bijan, and Chuba. It's like pick two of the three or pick all three and flex one of them.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh Chuba's like very attractive. I like attacking this indie defense plus the offense plays at one of the fastest paces in the league and they usually bring their opponents with them so great game environment now I am just slightly concerned that we he won't see quite the same disparity in workload with Miles Sanders I I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around that they paid him all that money in the offseason just to tell him to kick rocks by week eight. But yep. we've seen the Jets do it with uh, Dalvin Cook, so it's not impossible. I'm just, there's, like, I just have a feeling in my stomach that we're going to see, not like Miles Sanders is going to come out and dominate the workload, but it'll be just the, it's closer to 50-50 than the absolute domination of that it was last target week. share that we saw last week. I also want to bring up Devin Singletary at 4,300 with Damian Pierce being ruled out. Um, he only has Mike Boone. And oh, that's an official put- out now. Yes. Um, wow. Darren. Okay. I'm going to butcher his last name. Okuma-wale Okuma-wale or whatever. About, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, I-, I did worse than I you. I butchered <laughs> it for you. <laughs> so he's Okuma-wale. only 4, 300. So he's priced like a backup, and we've seen Singletary start to siphon off some of the work from Damian Pierce just to, due to his inefficiency. Um, you attack Tampa Bay through the air, there, you know, but Singletary's more than capable of catching a few passes. He hasn't really shown that this year, surprisingly. But um, I, forty-three hundred, is a nice price tag for that just to help jam in some more options into your lineup for starting running back.
0: Love that. Definitely going to have my eyes open now for a single Singletary situation. Also nice little, you just said that you tack Tampa through the air, but he does provide that little PPR floor as well, right? Like he mm-hmm. would be that third down scat back type played a lot with Josh Allen, CJ Stroud, maybe kind of feels like a similar type player in the way that they play. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll, they'll benefit from there. Um, let's go over to wide receiver. A.J. Brown in the lineup. Cooper Cup. uh, What's the reason why you were so staggeringly against Cooper Cup? That was surprising for me to hear. Is it simply because we think Stafford's probably on the wrong side of questionable?
1: Yeah, it's just – I'm not, like, super against it. Just not for cash – like, for 100 more, I'm just taking A.J. Brown and being on my way. Um, Like, if you want to go that route in tournaments, like, it's not like Green Bay's defense is anything that is – what's his scary. name a so,
0: alexander just got cooked last week by somebody right
1: so like um i the quarterback situation worries me and like cooper cups had a couple weeks in a row where it's been kind of eh, i think he's got six catches the past two weeks combined um we we haven't seen the last of puka right he's still heavily involved in the offense we now he may be a, a good safety blanket and rack up the some catches and provide a nice floor, but I just yeah, don't see expensive. the up the upside. Right, given his price, I'd rather play AJ Brown or CD Lane. What a
0: weird I mean. slate that we're talking about—the lack of upside of Cooper Cup. Things have gone <laughs> fucking
1: awry. That's what yeah. It means.
0: All right, another it's question famous. I'm going to throw at you is: yeah. the, which one of these statements is more true? Is Devontae Adams too cheap in a squeaky wheel gets the grease? They're going to try and give him a lot of work. Or has Adam Thielen become too high? Which one is
1: more true? (sighs) Devontae Adams is too cheap, even though it doesn't feel like it, coming off Monday night. Where I was banging that drum, the squeaky wheel narrative, for like the second week in a row with him. Um, but he did see 13 targets the last time Aiden O'Connell started. So, yep. you know, Deontay Banks is, seems like he's going to be a nice player, but I don't think he's got the chops to shut down Devontae Adams at all. Um, Devontae
0: Adams cooks rookie corners and then looks at them and goes, too young, boy, too young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not yet, exactly.
1: <laughs> Um, I want to say that Adam Thielen is too expensive, but he just keeps, you know, it's killing insane. me every week. Yeah, that I'm insane. like, okay, it's over. You know, he's he's had it, uh, it. It's been insane. At least over, I think it's like 65 yards plus since week three. Ace. and that just there's no other targets for Bryce Young to go to. Like Mingo hasn't stepped up yet. DJ Chark is. Very, very hit or miss. Hayden Hurst has faded into obscurity. Uh, Like Chuba Hubbard is probably the best target earner behind Adam Thielen, which is saying something, you know, uh, Terrace Marshall is whatever. So, um, you know, I prefer the outside receiver who's been cooking the Colts all year. They And Adam Thielen's been primarily in the slot, which has been the, Reason for his resurgence this season, but it's not—it's not a fade spot for me by any means. Um, Yeah, he's and he's scoring touchdowns too. I just—I can't believe it's 2023 and we're talking about Adam Thielen at 7,500 not being expensive enough. It's.
0: (laughs) I have I have Thielen in my season long fantasy,
1: and I was trying to pull
0: up the text on the side. It's uh, someone who's a frequent listener to the very DFS episodes of this podcast. Is in my fantasy league and he offered me a, a package for Thielen. And it was it the 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 crux of our discussions was he couldn't give up TJ Hawkinson, even though mm-hmm. he has Kincaid on his bench because he's because he wouldn't like he would need more than Thielen for Hawkinson. And I was like, Bro, <laughs> you can't even you can't even expect me to consider trading Thielen for Hawkinson because yeah. you can't give up that that the game lock. I mean, I understand. And he's like, yeah, that would be a sell high on Thielen. But I was like, it's kind of not even a sell high if you're not giving me the price of a sell high, which is Hawkinson, which has been fine, but now he's no longer going to have Kirk Cousins for the rest of the year. So I was, which way do you lean? Who has more season-long value, Thielen or Hawkinson?
1: Cop-out answer, it depends on the rest of your roster. But uh, Thielen, for me, um, it's close, but I give Thielen the slight edge. Obviously just there's, it's the mystery box of the quarterback situation in Minnesota. Now I will say we did see Josh Dobbs target the hell out of tight end with Zach Hertz and Trey McBride in Arizona. Now was that an Arizona scheme thing or was that a Josh Dobbs thing to be determined? So, um, but to answer your question, Thielen, for me. You hear that, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go
0: down to the board. Uh, mid tier receivers. Is there anyone that you want to point out for a mid value wide receiver
1: that's really catching your eye? Kind of the same vein of the Sam Howell play, Terry McLaurin. We got yeah, a Curtis I was Samuel say the same injury. Yeah, one? All right, Scary Terry. Break it down for we, us. We got the Curtis Samuel injury. Is he ruled? Out for sure, or is he like I'll, I'll look on it for you? Okay. But if he's out, like that's a real thing. He's been earning Rul- ruled he's been, out. okay. He's been what I was hoping Dotson would be this year. Um, he's just been soaking up targets, and with him gone, he like Terry should be not I know there's the Bill Belichick against the best player thing, but like that's I don't know if that's a thing anymore, in all honesty. Um they just I don't have the
0: defensive skill to pull right, that off like, as,
1: J- as a system
0: anymore. They don't have a Revis Island to shut them down. They don't have right, it's not, linebackers like to make the most to one side. Yeah, like it's not the whatever. same. Yeah. JC Jackson was just essentially cut by the Chargers and is still being right. paid by them and then was given for a compensatory pick. And then he's like now the number one quarter in New England. It's a, It's a name that's familiar, but that doesn't mm-hmm.
1: mean that it's a skill level that's there. And I think McLaurin's being priced based on the poor start to the year they had. He was dealing with that turf toe for the first few weeks, got a little bit of a slow start. But if Sam Howell's going to be throwing it 40-something times in this game, which I expect, um, I have no reason to believe that McLaurin is not going to be heavily targeted this game and be able to produce. So McLaurin at 5,600 for me, which is not going to be a very unique take. But, um, you know, I think it's too good of a price and ceiling upside play. Let's move
0: down the board. There's a lot of uh, cheaper wide receivers that really intrigue me. I'll throw out a few names. I'll I'll Mm -hmm. start with Dotson simply because we just mentioned him with the Curtis Samuel. It's generally not the position that I want to go, especially if you're also playing McLaurin. So I prefer staying away from Dotson, but the value might be there this week. Michael Thomas. Uh very safe in a full PPR and playing against a really good matchup at home this week. So I like the Michael Thomas angle. Jackson sure. Smith and Jigba is a name that we've talked about offline as someone we think is really emerging as being a focal point of that starting to become a focal point of that offense. If you catch it on the right week where it happens, and he ends up getting eight plus targets, then that could be a real great boost for your for your team. Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas yeah. for the Patriots, if you're playing Mac Jones, you're pretty much definitely stacking a DeMario uh, correlation. And then the last one I was going to go with, you know, I've been playing Drake London a whole lot this season and he's out and I'm, you know, the biggest Falcons homer you could possibly imagine. I do the (laughs) the Dirty Bird dance before I go to sleep every night, right? Uh, Mac Hollins. Yeah. He's a big play receiver, and he's with he Heineke, is. who like leaves the ball up for his guys. Like we, if we're talking about Scary Terry, Scary Terry was able to feast last year because Heineke would put it up there for him. So yeah. I actually kind of like Mac Hollins in this great matchup at three thousand five hundred. Really intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, any of
1: those yeah. guys? Oh, uh, Demario Douglas for me is yeah for for cash games especially um even without mac is just four thousand for our, i think he's going to be the number one receiver juju smith schuster is just absolute dust ball at this point um and i can't i i don't uh, is parker out um it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like he's he's starting to get integrated into the office he's seen at least five targets the past couple weeks um He's he's provides the only real vertical threat for New England. I mentioned how terrible Washington's defense I project them to be the rest of the season. I like I liked attacking them before them trading away possibly their two best defensive players. And now that they're gone, it's just like look, it's gross. It's no one wants to click New England, but for that price and that role. Mario Douglas for me in cash games is an easy click. So, a sneaky like GPP play that I like is Brandon Cooks for $4,400. The secondary of Philly is old and has been attacked this season. And I think Cooks's speed, he's been, you know, getting more and more work as the season goes and his speed could be a real factor and a way to, for the Cowboys to attack Philly. So I could see a big cooks game this week. I like that one
0: too. That's a sneaky, like, yeah, definitely a different GPP angle. If you're listening to Mike and you hear him say the sneaky Brandon cooks, GPP angle, then you are better served by finding a similar GPP angle and not using the exact same one as him. Or I mean, the chances that you and Mike are then going to mess each other up in the same tournament are very yeah. few and far between. His owner, he's going to be like sub-5%, so it's
1: fine. Right.
0: The it's general fine. sentiment is you want to try and find some <laughs> some very low-owned, oddball people that, they that other people aren't looking at. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go over to tight end. Mark yes. Andrews, top of the board on this slate. Uh, I feel like Andrews. What's his? What's his year been? I, it's been very consistent this year. He's been very good because Lamar's been very good. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I'm. I'm staying away from this year. This. This. Today, this slate because of the quarterback situation. Dallas Goddard has started to perform better because they started doing that wide receiver screen. I mean that tight end screen thing again that unlocked mm-hmm. him last year and they took out took it out of the offense early part of the year. They're starting to do it again. So Goddard, kind of a name that I'm interested in, but it's quite pricey. Taysom Hill, name has to be mentioned because just his role in this offense, he is going to do a little bit of everything. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. And he's going to snap the ball. So you're going to have him at pretty much every position. He's an absolute red zone monster. That one is intriguing to me. And then I'm going to name Rattle off a few more, and then you could tell me where your head's at. Speaking about where your head's at, David and head is half off. Like head was half burned <laughs> off. But, but he's someone that I'm definitely looking at with the bringing back of Watson and then going against the uh, Arizona Cardinals at home. That's a place that I really like in Joku this week. Kyle Pitts, if we have no Drake London, if we have Taylor Heineke instead of Desmond Ritter, is this finally the unlocking of Pitts? Dalton Schultz, you said that you attack. Tampa through the air, and my immediately light bulbs was ding, ding. Is this another Dalton Schultz week? He's had a really good stretch of games, except for last week. It took a slight slip down. McBride filling in for Ertz seems to be a target monster. Logan Thomas in Washington without uh, Curtis Samuel with John Dotson not coming on strong with the maybe there is a chance that, that New England can more or less shut down McLaurin. That should open up a lot of opportunities for Logan Thomas. Are, are there any of those names that caught your eye for tight end? It's a gross, gross landscape. It's uh, like
1: all the guys – like I have interest in a lot of these guys. I just hate the price that they're at. Like I don't uh, – like the high – like I want them to be like low threes, not yeah, 4,200 right. and high threes. But – um Like Njoku is certainly something that I'm considering. I'm considering Schultz. Um, Logan Thomas in like tournaments, because I'm already like, I'm not putting him and McLaurin in the same cash lineup. But if like, if you want double stack him with Howell and McLaurin in a tournament setting, I'm I'm on board with that. Um, Even if like, If even if you want to say fuck it and just play 28 Hunter for Michael Meyer and just hope everybody else sucks at tight end, which is it, it might happen. All these guys are kinda meh and just hope he falls into the end zone against the giants or something like it's it's viable. Um, I
0: think the other 2,800 option, that was going to be my next question I threw to you. If you had only 2,800, pay for tight end.
1: Yeah.
0: I actually think Hayden Hurst and Michael Mayer are both that sneaky, real low value that could do well.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'd am lean Mayer because he's more on the come up. Hurst right. started losing work to Tommy Trimble last week. Yeah, so, yeah, that was weird. So I don't know if that was just like a. He got hurt in the game and it just didn't get reported or he wasn't feeling well. I, so uh, that makes me a little nervous. So Michael Mayer for me of, of, of that ilk, um, I will go to bat for TJ Hawkinson just to consider that obviously Hall could be a disaster, but if anybody is going to get some passing game work from him, I feel like it's going to be Hawkinson, Atlanta, yeah. Is terrible against the tight end this year. He's going to be like, it's not going to be a sexy six for 120 and a touchdown or anything like that. It'd probably be closer to five for 55, right? But that might be enough at the tight end position, just how gross in general it is this week. So if you want to go Hawkinson, I don't think like it's completely off limits, but. Like you said, there's a lot of concern there, so there's a lot of concern with all these guys. Andrews is just too expensive to to fit into your lineup if you want to fit in those other studs. Ferguson maybe at four thousand if you want to go there. Like you're you're probably going to have to spend high threes, low fours in the tight end. So just plan on that this week. It's gross. All right, last one before we get out sad. of here.
0: Defenses. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. I know I yep. said it's a potential over spot, but give me the New York Giants. Yep. 2,300. It allows you Absolutely. so much flexibility for everything else. It's a plus matchup against the Raiders. I expected an over that's still over 37. You're
1: there right. are plenty <laughs> of games that
0: are priced <laughs> very differently and a lot higher. So I'm still picking up one of the lowest over-unders on the board uh starting to see the Giants defense with uh what's his name uh Thibodeau had a really strong Mm -hmm. game last week I'm hoping these young defensive line of the Giants start to come on I think there's a great chance where you get absolutely burned by Devante on a few of them but besides that I just think the price the opportunity the matchup the the over under the total Giants at 2300
1: yeah uh just to tack on a little more than that they've had double-digit DraftKings points in three out of the last four games. They – Aidan O'Connell got sacked seven times in his last start against the Chargers. Now, um, who has a better defensive line? You could – probably lean Chargers. But it's not – I wouldn't say the Giants are all that far behind. They're playing better on the defensive end of the ball. And, like, there's no guarantee Aidan O'Connell's any good. Um, so I'm on board with giants at 2300, but there's plenty of options below 3k, right? Like the Patriots, like Sam, like I mentioned, Sam Howell getting the ball out quicker, but he still is on pace to be sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. The Packers going against the Rams with potentially no Matthew Stafford, uh, The Rams going against Green Bay, like Jordan Love is not immune to be throwing the ball around and getting picked off. Um, Or if you want to spend, go go ahead.
0: ahead. (laughs) I was going to say I've seen I've seen uh, Sean McVay make game plans around backup quarterbacks that are just so limiting of the mistakes mm-hmm. that I don't think I want, even though the Packers get a great whistle at home and have a really strong home field advantage. As we start to get later in the year when it starts to get cold, colder in Wisconsin. So being in Lambeau in early November, potentially with a backup quarterbacks, a really hard place to be in, but I, I still, I've, I respect the coaching too much there.
1: Fair. That's fair. Um, and then if you want to spend up, like I wouldn't do it in cash. That's not the way I play, but if, for like a tournament, obviously the Browns, they're the best defense in the league, I think. Yep. Um, top to bottom going against Arizona, Clayton Toon, like, come on. Um, no, no deep analysis needed there. The Falcons going against Jaron Hall for 3,700 uh, or flipping the Giants, you know, the Raiders, Max Crosby getting all up in Daniel Jones's face which is probably, they might be the worst offensive line in the league. So um, there's potential there. So there, you know, there's a lot of angles to go at with defense this week. So um, pick your poison, but giants for me in cash games. Shall we quickly
0: review the bets that I have this week and then see if there's anything that you want to agree or disagree with. I'll run through them. Let's roll. All right. We don't need to go in depth on any of these. You could just say agree, disagree, or if you want to give a response, you could feel free. Fair. Uh, fair. My my lean for I don't have a bet, but my lean for Chiefs Dolphins in Germany is Chiefs minus one point five. Yeah, short favorite for
1: Mahomes is always appealing to me. Yeah.
0: All right. We we, we talked Commanders Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. I got the minus three at no Vig. It's it's there's two point fives at juice odds. There's there's still minus threes on the board. I'm taking the Patriots at home over the commanders.
1: I don't have a big feel for the spread on that. So uh, I lean over on that. So Okay. Over forty and a half, forty one being the
0: most important number in spreads. So if you're hearing Mike talk about how Howell's going to throw 40 times, how Mac Jones is a good DFS option, then playing that over 40.5, definitely intriguing before it even gets to the 41. Uh, I'm playing the New Orleans Saints and the Cleveland Browns in, in a nice <laughs> teaser. I know. Of course I am. i uh, bringing those Browns and the Saints both down to 2.5. I got them when they were both at 8.5s. Watson mm-hmm. has been ruled in so that Brown's line jumped to eleven and a half, which is yeah. and we had the official word that Kyler is ruled out to so that combination. I talked about this on the pod two days ago, yesterday, whatever. That that's the information that I was uh, looking for a nice edge on. And then I made the move on it yesterday, and we we're clearly ahead of the market. So I have a, that nice Stanford Wong teaser bringing those legs down. I'm also on the Falcons, obviously, <laughs> minus 3.5. Uh, yeah. At home against that Jaron Hall game. Thoughts on Falcons, Vikings?
1: I just – I want the Falcons to have an easy win. Like I <laughs> it's like I have them to win the NFC South, so I'm on board. It would
0: be here. nice if they put it together and looked good. Do you think that Heineke – should take over the job if he looks if He is a strong week. Do you think Ritter's being benched yeah, I'm because not, concussion, like I'm or do you think it's Ritter. a job change?
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm just out on Ritter. Now the, the concern with Heineke is, right, he'll come in and he'll look good for like three or four weeks. And then he always seems to fizzle out the more, the more he plays as the season goes on. So I, I, I wish they would have done something at the deadline, but, I don't know who they, who would have been realistic, even like Ryan Tannehill or something. But um, even bringing
0: in like a Carson Wentz would have been interesting. Something, for
1: me. just something. Like, right? I, I had high hopes for Ritter coming into the air, and it's just he's not that guy. So.
0: um All right, I'll have to ask you offline what I do with all of my Desmond Ritter rookie cards. Um, (laughs) uh, The Cowboys-Eagles, one of the games of the week. I lean Eagles on this game. I don't have any bets yet, but I really lean. Oh, I'm on the over 46 and a half, but I also have a strong lean Eagles to cover the three. Uh,
1: I... I got nothing for you on that game. It's I think right, that's cool. I think that's I a need good that. line, So,
0: do yeah. you have anything for me on Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals? Spreads Bengals minus one and a half. We're in Cincinnati. This team, these this this one's interesting for me. I have no bets here, um, because every time that these teams have been played previously, there's been massive sharp action that's come in on the Bills. However, yeah. this year it came in on the Bengals side. And we had seen that all that sharp action previously was coming in on Bills, and then the Bengals would outperform in those games and end up winning those games or covering those games. Now yeah. that the market has turned where we're supporting the home Bengals, I I stayed away from it because I was like, if the market's flipping, there's a little bit of uncertainty here. I generally still a, a buyer on the Buffalo Bills, a seller on the Bengals on the season. Same. Thoughts? Yeah, same. You'd you lead more Bills. Would you tease that up to a plus 7.5
1: maybe? Ooh, I hadn't considered that, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't see them getting blown out. I know they have like it's the Bills can be so frustrating at times right. to watch, but um I don't know. I think since he's kind of getting some, you know, to go with the Bill Simmons vibe here, getting some smoke blown up their ass and because they crushed the 49ers. Um and everybody's just wants it to be burrow and chase are back and yep. firing on all cylinders and i don't know they're they just haven't i don't know the bills bills for me okay last one jets chargers
0: any <laughs> any feels at all indications on uh, this game it's the monday night game and i have nothing uh, uh,
1: uh-uh. <laughs> okay. i don't like the the jets will probably find a way to lose the game but the Chargers also and it'll be by three points and they'll cover the spread, <laughs> spread and
0: Brandon Staley yeah, will find right. a way to fuck it up and not cover Yeah.
1: he'll go for it on fourth and four from his own ten or something and then <laughs> it's just uh,
0: that should be a sentiment on own. The, the the please do not fucking bet this game of the week goes yes, to the, yes. that's, that's another yes, Bill. Nothing. that would be another Bill Simmons bit <laughs> like, please fucking yeah. don't bet this game of the week goes to the Chargers <laughs> Jets um yeah. All right, so that goes through it. Of course, you know me. I'm playing uh, this nice, juicy parlay of any uh, anytime touchdown between Kamara, Bijan, A.J. Brown, Njoku, McLaurin, Jalen Hurts, and a defensive touchdown of the Giants for plus a zillion thousand. So you wow. can go cash that in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but those are definitely a lot of my DFS plugs. I want to quickly do a little bit of a bonus here on the on the pod um, and give out my entire GPP uh, lineup right now that I'm going to be playing. Oh. I I when I do GPPs, I do a little bit of both, playing into some certain chalk that I still like and I want to obtain the value of, and then going mm-hmm. deviating a little bit to some places where I say, all right, this guy might pop off. So for me, yep. it's uh, and honestly, this could be used in cash games, but this is going to be one of my full lineups. Jalen Hurts will be my quarterback. My running backs will be Alvin Kamara and Bijan Robinson. My I will go four wide receivers. My three and the flex are going to be uh, paying up for A.J. Brown, that mid-tier value of Terry McLaurin, and then stacking both of those uh, cheaper options that we liked, Pop Douglas and Mac Collins. My tight end is going to be David and Joku, and my defense is going to be the Giants. And together, that gets you at a perfect spend, $0 left, and that will be a full lineup for me. It just feels right. Yeah.
1: Um one second, let me do something for you real quick.
0: Oh I got all day.
1: <laughs> you said Njoku was gonna be very yeah. tight
0: end. All right. You giving me a, a point projection?
1: Oh uh, like that's 130.64. Um your ceiling projections two thirty point eight eight. And what's what size field of GPP? Do normally.
0: I, I generally just like throw them in a few of them, like those like first and tens or whatever, fourth and goals or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, the milli maker. So let's we'll call it large fields, right?
0: Yeah, large fields.
1: Um. Yeah. So you got a cash rate of about twenty five percent with that lineup, which is in a,
0: in a GPP setting
1: yes so.
0: that should be pretty good
1: that's not bad it's not bad all right it's well definitely different like if matt collins pops off yeah, that's, you...
0: that's the one that i'm going to <laughs> matt collins and pop douglas both i think yeah. are, are could be high volume in uh DraftKings pprs this week for
1: their for their sure, price for tags. Sure. i'm with you on that all
0: right uh let's wrap it up get out of here um I will see you next Saturday. It is nice yes, to be sir. back in the saddle with you, breaking down some lines. I've been dominating the board, NBA and NFL recently. Yeah. I've I've won Monday night. I won Thursday night. Mike, I'm going to end this pod with a projection that all those picks that I gave you that you were like meh on, I'm going to yeah. win them all. I'm going to sweep the you board are. this week because I fucking <laughs> deserve it. it after how brutal yes. this year has been. I like the positions that I'm in in terms of relative value, so I will make sure I post all of those. I'll make sure I post this pod. Make sure you check out for all the content coming next week, that bonus pod Tuesday, an NBA show Wednesday, a slate breakdown Thursday or Friday, and then, of course, Mike and I back next week on Saturday. Good luck to everybody this Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Mike, for the time, and as always, peace out. it's fun.